Hello, this is Marisha at loveyourcreativity.com. This podcast interview is with Liz Rankin, R-A-N-K-E-N, who is a, well, an everything, a movement director, a painter, a physical theatre practitioner, a writer. And not only does she create in many ways, but she's also hugely successful in all of these areas. One of her paintings is in the National Portrait Gallery. She has worked on over 50 shows at the Royal Shakespeare Company and has been involved with huge amounts of groundbreaking theatre and dance work in the UK. She really is legendary and wonderful. She talks all about, in this podcast, about her spiritual practice, how she really tries to get her ego out the way, how she has found that doing affirmations and a proper physical and spiritual warm-up before she starts work makes a huge impact on her ability to create. And her big takeaway that she kept coming back to is... Just do it. Do it. Don't care what others say. If it feels like it's a passion, do it because you're going to get better at doing it. So do it. Now, Seth Godin in his startup school says that he wishes when he first started working as a freelancer that he would have asked each client at the end of a job to give him a, a testimonial, which he could then laminate, put in a folder and build a body of work and show new clients. I said to Liz that I'd like to start the show by asking if there was any real memorable moments for her that made her really think she'd made it creatively. And she wandered over to the mantelpiece and handed me a letter that is rarer than an Oscar in the theatre acting world because they don't give them out every year. Well, hello, Liz. How are you? Well, good, good. This is uh, Marisha at Love Your Creativity. And today I am interviewing Liz Ranken. Now, uh, Liz is, well, many things. Um, you're a movement director, you're a painter, you're a yoga queen, physical theatre performer, and uh, I gather a writer as well. Now, before I start, I did uh, ask you, Liz, didn't I? I said, I'm going to ask you about, do you have a memorable moment where you thought, wow, I've really made an impact creatively? And Liz gave me this letter, and I, I've got, I'm kind of, I'm almost scared to touch this letter. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's from the RSC, the Royal Shakespeare Company, to Liz Rankin. And uh, it's from Michael Boyd, the artistic director. And and it says, I'm going to read it out. Wow, this is very exciting. I, I can't imagine having a letter like this. Before I go, I would like to refresh the community of RSC associate artists. The criteria include having made a serious commitment to the company with more than one season of work and having made an outstanding contribution to the life and reputation of the company. So you are a shoo-in. You don't get any money, but you do get to speak your mind on company policy and have your name in every programme. The Associate Artist title is offered with heartfelt thanks and admiration for your achievements within the company. Oh my God, I feel dizzy just reading it. And with the hope that you will continue to consider the RSC a good creative home for your work. You have already played a role in defining the development of, of the RSC's personality. I would love you to help define the future. Do let me know if you're happy to accept. How did you feel when you got this letter? <laughs> I wanted to cry. <laughs> I want to cry. Oh my god! So, how, what? Tell me about your work with the RSC. <laughs> um, well. Um, I have done, I think it's 
about 50 shows throughout. Wow. So I've done a lot of work for the ISC. Yes. Um, and I've worked a lot with Michael Boyd. I had a very close relationship with Michael Boyd. And um, he is one of the first persons that I painted. Um, and it's his portrait that is... Um, got into the portrait collection at the RSC and the archive at the National Portrait Gallery. Um, okay, so, okay, my mind is already blown. <laughs> um, so, before we get to the painting, what do you do at the RSC with these... Um, movement director. So talk to me what that means yeah. exactly. Um, it means, um, it probably varies slightly according to what project you're working on, but... Um, Generating staging, physical staging ideas right. and um, a language, workshopping to find a physical language for a show. Right, and for the characters presumably as well. Yes, and usually pretty much all the people I'm involved with is usually a sort of expressionistic or abstract angle on the work. Yes. Um for example, in the last show I did with Michael Boris Goodenough, um, we used the language of clothes for the battles, um, which was something I workshopped. So clothes were torn off each other, uh, choreographed, we choreographed around the clothes. The violence of warfare would be through people um, sort of swirling or slamming down military coats. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's having ideas like how, having an idea and workshop it, and then obviously yeah. making yeah. that create from yeah. there. Yeah. So because obviously this podcast is all about creativity. Yeah. Um, and I've, I know that you're so creative, and I'm sitting here in your studio with some fantastic paintings behind you. But even in terms of how one moves from one creative area to another, as you say, your movement director at the RSC for fifty odd shows, and then why do you? Why does someone think you can paint enough to paint? Yeah, Michael Boyd, and to then get it into the National Portrait Gallery because that's a that's a bit of a leap. Yeah, yeah. There was part of me at school. I'd been very good at art. A teacher had said to me when I was about thirteen. Um, she said, "Actually, you're a great artist." Wow. And it stayed with me. Yes. It, but so in fact, I haven't painted since O level. I didn't mm. even do A level. I gave up all the arts with A level. I didn't understand the value of the arts and okay. my family were exceptionally good at the sciences so I read biology as a first degree but um, it stayed with me I sort of found the painting something sort of almost sacred that I did you know yes but I was good at sort of across the arts at school I was sort of like picked out really in pretty much all of them I just knew the painting was in there and I just reached a point where I, I felt like I wasn't firing on all cylinders. Okay. Is so this like, while I'm, you were movement directing or before this? You no, know, while movement directing. Right. I okay. knew that were other um, parts of my creativity that I wasn't using, that I felt I were there waiting to be used. And so, so it was then, like a and hunch. Then, so then you said, well, a great hunch, obviously. So then you said to Michael Boyd, can I paint you? Is that how it went? Yeah, I, I did a few evening classes, but I started drawing people 
Um, right. I sort of pretty much every day I try and draw someone, and actually rehearsals um, were a good place yeah, to draw and have access to people um, that were available for me to draw. And I could do a lot of sort of candid drawing photographs. That means doing it when people didn't know I was. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And I guess also a lot of the movement, I suppose, in rehearsal yeah. is a lot of getting up and trying the same thing again, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And then actually an artist came into the RSC and she sort of um, encouraged me. We, you know, she would just say things like, draw something every day. doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Just um, pick up a pen or a pencil and draw it. You know, anything that. So this is definitely not when you were 20, is it? This is obviously older in life. Yeah. You've got someone coming to life going, oh, you're doing that, do more of it. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it wasn't even that she said do more of it. Um, I, I did a few art classes at Morley College, but I just sort of had the feeling that if I persisted, I could do something quite good. And um, a sort of determination... <laughs> that I would keep going. And the thing about sort of painting and oils is that you you can paint over oils again and again, so you yes. can keep going yeah, yeah, until yeah. you are happy with what you've done. Yes. And um, and also with art, you know, it's if you don't like something, don't show it to anyone. <laughs> you know, there's nothing to I wish lose. I'd I wish I'd learned that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that of half-faked jokes and songs I've shown, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting so okay so from there you're in there so so let's go back a bit further so you're studying biology and then suddenly you get into how do you go from that into physical theatre to then be movement director at the RSC well well it was it's been a journey back into the arts because I gave them up at school because I didn't value them um I'm, I'm did sciences so halfway through the biology degree I thought no I don't it's something I want to be doing something with communication. I don't want to be a biologist. And I did start doing ballet lessons again while I was reading mm -hmm. biology, which um, um, my ballet teacher would sort of say, why don't you try and join a company? No. So you've obviously got natural, huge natural gifts, artists, I mean, to paint and to be able to... It seems that everyone you've been taught by goes, great. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I, I suppose I was, and it's a thing of focus for me um, that has always been a little bit of a dilemma, um, because at boarding school I was sort of, you know, asked to do extra ballet, extra drama, extra half, extra writing, you know, cause I, and it was sort of like, how do you, yeah. at the boarding school you've got no parent near you, yeah. so it's like, how do you structure your time? How do you focus? How do you, you and know? how do you then now? How, is something you've learned? Well, now I reached the point where I've decided I'm just going to try to do everything I want to do. <laughs> I'm not going to try and just do one thing. Yeah. But I do enjoy. I'm pretty unstoppable. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and you know, and some mornings I get up. Very early. I I find it's good to switch between art forms. Do you do one art form a day, or do you have three art forms a day, or is it you have a project and you get your head down and you might do a little bit of something else? Um, well, I'm I'm sort of 
experimenting. I had a deadline for that painting and um, it is good to have a drive and deadlines. Yes. That is good. Because I know recently, I know you've just done an RSC play mm. and then I know you're, um, there's going to be a photograph of it on the, uh, in the blog which is obviously you've been commissioned to do another piece of work, which is yeah. a lovely family, which I've just looked at it and it's incredible. I could never, ever do that kind of detail in life, mm. ever, no matter how much <laughs> training. I mean, Da Vinci or I don't know, anyone could come down from the gods and, and it still wouldn't help, right? <laughs> so, so, you, you do, so, so when you've got two or three deadlines, you try and just do blocks of time, basically, towards something. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I enjoy sort of splitting the day I do I do enjoy I well I, I always do a very very long spiritual practice and, and like to do something physical before day, you start every day yeah so before you start. start your painting or research on your next play yeah what happens or well in the morning I do I do like a three and a half hour to four hour almost like spiritual right warm-up every morning so I do um I do morning pages where you just sort of rise yes. from consciousness. Then I do silent meditation for 35 to 40 minutes. And then I do chanting for an hour. And then I do Ashtanga yoga and go for a little lunch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I find the quality of work is so much better. And I've experimented okay. with my... Particularly, I find I have to do... Something physical, yeah. I can't because the painting is quite static and the writing is static. Um, I find I have to do something physical. I ride a bike um, to sort of keep the flow of the energy going, um, and write. I would say all the creative expression is to do with a sort of surrendering to a spiritual force. And a lot of the time, I hope, or I think probably the paintings are sort of like a manifestation of love. Oh, I would say. Um, love the, from the, the, On the from whole, life. people I've painted are people that I have a relationship with. Yes. Like sort of feel love for. Um, but that same... So this commission of these this family, did you yeah. know them well beforehand? Yeah, there's a lot of love. Um, they've, they've been... Um, in, I've known Louise for, oh God, about, um, you know, years. Right, so you can... I mean, you can see, you can absolutely see. I mean, I came in and it, um, just the expression and the detail was just incredible. So, so that's illuminated yeah. by the practice. So, wow. So can I ask, going back a little bit, because I know you've been involved with shared experience. Yeah. Who are, I mean, I gather far more legendary than I understood about groundbreaking theatre. So mm. can I ask you a bit about how you got involved with that? And also, is it, is it deviance as well? So can you I ask you about deviate? deviate. Yes. Can I ask yes. you about the that physical theatre yes. perspective? Yes. Because obviously you've gone from biologist into did. ballet lessons. And oh, then, sorry. Well, then, no, I, read, no, but that's then I read a degree in speech therapy. I went to Central because I thought oh, I wanted to, um, it was something about communication. And then um, my family were happy to pay for any course I wanted to do. Like, um, so I went to Central School of Speech and Drama. Yes. But the principal on the speech therapy course said, you're an artist. Oh, my God. Everybody, everybody in your life has been going, pointing you in the right yeah. direction. And the lady, she said, 
you you can't just be a speech therapist. You can't. Yes. You're too creative. So well, I, yes. she um, sent me to Laban yes. School. So I did two years. I did a diploma, then an MA in choreography. Right. Um, and then I um, got picked up by Deviate sort of quite soon at the end you of talk that. Talk to me about Deviate. Well, Deviate Physical Theatre is a very groundbreaking an amazing company. Um, Lloyd Newsom is the artistic director. Um, and it was around, a lot of the work was very political. Um, and I used to dance in clubs a lot with him, um, the, the, the director. But he wanted to make work that, um, a lot of our work explored sexual politics. Very groundbreaking work where the movements would be working with intention and he was trying to not use sort of dance vocabulary that you've been taught. Right. Um, so um, we were exploring sort of movement metaphors or physicalising the subtext or um, ideas that would connect usually more with the theatre world. But then you did that and then what about shared experience? I... Nancy Meckler asked me to join them. Um, I was a, I did move, I moved, was a movement director on a show and Nancy Meckler saw it and thought there was a power in it. Asked me to join Shared Experience. But, um, okay, so then you got them. And how long were you, were you with them and what did you do? Shared you, 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 shared, were you, you were movement director, I assume. Well, I'm an associate artist of Shared Experience as well. So... Um, <laughs> You were all over it, everything. <laughs> yeah. They were using movement, the work was expressionistic, so using movement um, to sort of create landscape and to tell part of the drama, for example, to... I mean, Mill on the Floss was a big, big success, but I, we created the flood, a sense of a village being flooded through movement, you okay. know, sort of physicalising water and yeah. um, a way of physicalising a flood. And um, there'd be some sequences would be to sort of heighten the perspective of a, a protagonist. Um, right. So if, for example, they were um, in love with someone, the movement might or be slower around that incident, or oh. go into abstract movement. Um, oh, wow! What? what <laughs> am I? Now, I want to um, ask a few questions to kind of help creative people listening. Yeah. So, any tips on believing in yourself and your creativity? Well, I I sort of live by a motto of just do it, um, and. But I would very much, I'm driven by the spiritual. Um, so I always do a spiritual preparation. I like this. And, and I write affirmations before I do anything. Sometimes I write, I paint um, to my highest potential for the service of humanity and to inspire humanity. Or I paint beautifully and brilliantly for my higher being. I write... I always write about 25 affirmations before I do anything. Um, so this is after the spiritual, after yeah. the spiritual, before you kind of start. Yeah. And I've always okay. done that. But I find it, I find, 
I've tried doing an art class and I don't do the affirmations and the difference is huge. Particularly because I always try to say to come from my higher being because it's the ego that stops so many of us or sabotages our work. Um, the ego, you know, might say, oh, you're crap or I'm not good enough or someone else is better. Or, and if you try and work from your higher being, sort of seems to work at a level above the ego. So you think these affirmations somehow settle your ego down and bring your spirit up? Yeah. So then you can just produce in a far more um, efficient and beautiful way it, to, to serve your to serve humanity. Yes. So therefore, the beauty in the moment can come through in whatever yeah, you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You're sort of in a more elevated state and more in that place where you are in the moment and have that sort of um, bliss of doing something that holds you in the moment. Yes. Um, so you don't have a sense of, is this good or not? What about then, do you, do you allow your editor, editor to come in later to look at the work and try and refine it? Or do you always then, the next day, you'll come back in with the spiritual practice and, and again look at the work from an elevated state again? I mean, with um, the, with the painting, it's pretty much just what I think coming back you know and it can be good to leave something and then come back and look at it again with writing obviously you do need like an editor or, or you know another um, voice and I guess with movement direction you've got another voice because you've got yeah, the yeah, actors yeah, and you've got yeah, the director yeah, and you've yeah, got yeah, the yeah, yeah. all that kind of thing yes. yeah no, that's great so have you got any like thoughts about how you've managed to pick yourself up after say failure or things maybe not going as well as you'd hoped um I would say, I mean, if I think, on the whole, I don't read reviews, but I, I think most people don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've learned. Uh, <laughs> I've learned that it's too, it's too much. I would say that creativity is sort of a journey of the ego. If I have done, I can think of one show that went very not well, but I would say it was almost like my ego needed that shake-up. So in the long run, you know, it makes you question yourself. But I, w I would say it is like almost, because it's the ego is something that would say you stop you trying. I had a moment of interference here, but I was saying to Liz how I know she's come to see so many of my shows and even the little workshops that I've done. And now I'm faintly embarrassed. It really shows a sense of spirit, of her spirit, of who she is. And yes, so, I, so I, yes. I'm even trying to find out about you on the internet. I was going, I need some information, Liz, and there's none yes. because you're, you're just going, it's about the work. <laughs> so, <it's quite> <laughs> yeah. have you ever had any great um, tips? I mean, I'm sure years of working with the people you have. Have there been like maybe one or two people said something that you thought, God, I'm going to use that moving forward? Um, How have you got this spirituality thing? Has that come from tips or has that just come from life experience? Um, it's. I mean, my mother was spiritual. I, I, I would, there were, I would say at Laban there was someone who um, was an outstanding student who wanted to work with me, but also was very insistent. I had to learn to meditate, and um, I would say the meditation was something also that so helped me with deviate with performing because it sort of um, spills your slows your pulse down. Before yeah, you went so, on stage. Yeah. 
So it takes you to a place of sort of like, I can remember feeling sort of gratitude and peace and, you know, it helps with sort of nerves and, you know. I remember Sandy Shaw, you know, who, who obviously chants, and uh, I was talking to her about doing, you know, some shows, mm. and, and I said, oh, it's really hard to try and do even two minutes sometimes before you go on stage. Yeah. And she said, you know, she said, Marissa, there's no way I'd ever consider getting on stage without having yeah. chanted because I need my, I need me, me as the, me as a Buddha, me as this, um, you know, as this human being trying to touch others' hearts. That's how I do it. And I, I, every time I've since, I've, I've always made sure now, even if it's everyone else is going crazy, you know, the Royal Festival yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's packed out there, but just that five minutes in a loo, chanting yeah, to yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, it is, yeah. and it, and it means that my experience of it. So every time I've I've just been transformed at some point during the concert because it's been moments. I remember singing with uh, Bryn Turfle. You know, we were doing the soprano line, and he's singing "You'll Never Walk Alone," and I'm staring at the back three thousand people. My heart, even now, I just was mm. like, oh my god. Mm. Because you just feel like you can really feel that man's soul coming out, and and you you kind of yeah yeah it's it's magical yeah it's absolutely magical right so let's wrap this up I am going to just look at my questions I think I've done it uh, the only thing I want to ask really is time management how do you manage to keep all your plates in the air um, any tips for people for me because I've got plates <laughs> I mean I do I do sort of chant to focus according to divine intelligence. Chant <laughs> to focus according to... Wow, that's pretty damn... Yes. <laughs> but, um, that's a good one. But on the whole, I, I kind of think society is too um, sort of instructing us that we should do one thing. And actually, that's not how our brains work. You know... I mean, I've worked in music theatre as well. There's different parts of your brain that work. There's a visual part, a language centre, a music centre. And actually, I think they all feed each other. Mm. And if you have a stroke, they get you to sing the text to promote the interneural connections. And um, I think we're supposed to use all the different parts of our brain. I think we're supposed to switch activities and um, I think people being stuck doing one thing um, actually can cause a lot of people unhappiness. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that you know, so that, that the more we try and push ourselves into using all our different modalities, the happier we are. Um, and I know I lived with someone whose father had um, brought her up and she'd done ever so well, like, you know, Oxford politics, philosophy, and he deliberately taught her drumming alongside maths and geography, mm. um, deliberately to try and get these cross-neural connections for the different parts of the brain to be fired. And it just shows that they're in the stopping arts in schools at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Yes. Last question. What is currently got you really excited about what you're doing or life at the moment? Um, well, as I chant, I can, can feel the, the joy of the Buddha state, um, which is a sort of buoyant state, something that sort of comes as you chant. I've been chanting for just over a year, but just, just now I'm starting to feel the Buddha state that diffuses everything. I've got a devised piece I, I want to start with, with um, 
Becky that I live with. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do want to work with my voice and movement with that. I've got ideas for new paintings. I want to stage something I'm writing. But I think probably generating theatre work that feels more multimedia. Right. Yeah, yeah. Where your brain is going. Taking. Yeah, yeah. And yours is an impressive brain. This. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Liz. I, uh, any One last final advice for any creatives about yeah. selling their work and moving their life forward creatively? Um, well, just do it. That's my motto is um, do it. Don't care what anyone says. Um, if it feels like a passion, because um, you you get better by doing it. You just so if it, if it gives you pleasure to do it, just do it. That, that would be my advice. And um, and then a lot of the theatre the theatre practitioners I've worked with would say, um, sort of go with repetition. Try something again and again and again, or in different ways. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, but you learn through sort of repetition. Yes. Great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm inspired. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> so that's uh, Liz Ranken, R-A-N-K-E-N. If people want to get hold of you, is there a good way to do so? Because I know. So maybe you know, she's, she's, she's like, you can't find her. Well, worst case scenario, if they want to get hold of you, well, they can email me yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I can pass on. That'd be great. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Bye. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have an agent? Well, I'm going to track down Liz's agents and I'll pop it on the end when I've got it and certainly in the show notes if people want to get hold of her. Um, and all I can say to add to it is I hope you enjoyed this and please have a go. And I particularly love the spirituality aspect of it. I certainly am going to have a go at these affirmations. And whatever your particular spiritual walk is, then I think it's important to try and hang on to that and go into that place. Because we do get our dreams from somewhere, and I would argue it is from a soul level, or a God level, or a Buddha level. So Liz's way in of kicking the ego and getting to your centre, I think is just quite beautiful. And if you see her work, there's a couple of pictures of details of working process in the show notes this is loveyourcreativity.com and it's marisha and please love your creativity thanks